Hello, everybody. My name is Josh. My name's Adam. And this is... That Time We Started an Anime Podcast. Wait, we did? Yes. Ah, I'll be darned. Anyways, what do we got for today, my friend? We are discussing Studio Ghibli's Spirit Away with Carla Swick. Ah, And I believe that was your old teacher from high school, correct? Correct. Awesome. I cannot wait. So, I believe you have an announcement to make. Yes, I do. Starting March 23rd, Cutie will be increasing their prices by 25 cents. It's, what? That's not that bad, really. No, no, it's We're, not. There's it, a good reason. Oh, there is very good reason. Uh, in order for them to improve the quality of the product and provide a customer excellent shopping experience, they'll be increasing their prices by 25 cents. This does not... Um, this does not include New York, New Jersey, or Hawaii, but we fall into Arizona, so it does take effect to QD. QD is a nice little shop that we both support. Oh, of course, and it's a lot of fun to go to. I swear you spend way too much money there, don't I? Yes, we do. Yes. Now, with QD, even though we're in, even though most of the businesses. Don't use, doesn't require having masks, but Cutie does. You got to understand, it's a small business. Very small business. Uh, there's only two locations, which one is on, one in Mesa, which they're open seven days a week. They're open from two to seven, except for on Sundays, where they're in which, oh, Saturdays they're open from... 12 to 7 on Sundays they're open from 2 to 6 and in the Phoenix location they are closed Monday and Tuesday open from 10 to 2 they're they're slowly getting back to their regular hours because post or around the time that yeah. the pandemic started they did have to close down because they were a small business but they're slowly building it back up no, I also want to just say that we're not sponsored by Cutie, but, I mean, it'd be cool if we were, but at the same time, again, they're a small business, and we would rather give them a plug um, to keep them going. Their Mesa location is at 1228 West University Drive in Mesa, Arizona. And their Phoenix location is going to be 15034 North Cave Creek Road, number one in Phoenix, Arizona. Rock on. So, without further else? ado, this is episode two, Spirit Away with Carla Swick. All right, let's do it. Um, so, uh, what do we want to start off with? Well... Let's first of all introduce our guest. Uh, this person taught me Japanese many, many, many years ago. Still is teaching me. Oh, you can't hear me. Uh, uh, this person taught me Japanese many years ago, starting back in 2002. May I introduce our guest, Miss Carla Williams? Hi. <laughs> Actually, Actually, my new name is Carla Swick. So, or you can say Swick Sensei. 
Ah, but thank so. you for having me. You're most welcome. And You're I, welcome. And I love that uh, Hato-san is, you know, he started studying Japanese, like he said, many years ago. What would that be? Like 20 years ago, 19. probably. 19 uh, years ago. And I uh, just absolutely um, makes my heart smile to know he is still as passionate about it as he was way back then. I can attest to that. He tried to get me to learn a little bit, but I'm still kind of. <laughs> it, it's a journey a little bit every day. Oh, yeah. You know, they say. Uh, I, what is it? A thousand mile journey starts with a single step. Yes. That is actually one of my absolute favorite sayings. I have that on my um, classroom wall at school. It says, Senri no michi mo ippo kara. And I have a, when my son Billy was a baby, I took ink and I put it on his uh, foot and I had him step on a piece of um, Japanese rice paper. So I have his footprint. And that's just a reminder, even to me, um, you know, I'm still learning Japanese and I've been studying and working with Japanese for over 30 years, but you learn, you know, you learn something every day and that's kind of what keeps it fun. Mm. So uh, my question is, is there like, is there like different dialects when it comes to the Japanese language, like some other countries? Um, there are some dialects there's, um, but there's also, I would say a standard, you know, Japanese that's understood all over Japan where what kind of stands out to me as a major dialect, there's a place called Aomori, which is in the, the Northern part of Honshu, the main Island. Um, and I just know this because one of my host fathers, when I was an exchange student lived in Japan my host father was from that region. They're famous for apples. And I remember him saying, you know, a lot of people won't understand um, that dialect. But and then in other places like Osaka, there's some called Osaka Ben, like Osaka dialect. And that might be more, um, you know, slang usage or just different word usage. So, yeah, yeah, there are dialects. There are dialects or different you know, word usages, but you could, you would still be able to understand everything. Because yeah, I noticed too, uh, we had watched uh, Spirit Away uh, the other night and uh, watched it again uh, a little bit earlier today. And we watched the uh, dubbed version um, and then we watched the uh, sub version. And, you know, I've noticed sometimes the translation gets a little bit lost. It still gets the same meaning in a way, um, depending on what it is. Because I remember he was telling me, um, when we, he remembered back, uh, what did uh, Sensei, or no, uh, go. Tihiro. Uh, Thank you. He, yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, I think the character name was Tihiro before yeah. she got her. Uh, but he said that um, I remember you from a long time ago, and then you said that it was slightly different between the Japanese with the uh, English. Uh, yes, I think when they they did that because not Japanese sometimes doesn't translate perfectly in English. It, when when it comes to Japanese, it's 
I would have to reference as Yoda talk. A lot of times it's, you'll see, um, you'll see like the verb is usually at the end or sprinkled in the middle, but the subject is usually always in the beginning. And even like, even with Japanese, like you don't, necessarily have to put the subject as long as the person that you're talking to knows what okay. you're talking about. Like tatoeba. Uh when you say taberu, well that's the root form of tabemas. And in which if you're asking someone have you eaten I'll often as long as you're close enough with them, you can say taberu. And then it's like, have you eaten? Like, and then they'll go, tabeta, uh, which is the past tense, past tense casual form of the verb. Okay. But like, let's say if you said, um, Watashi wa pizza o tabenas. I, pizza, eat. That's where he's getting like the Yoda reference. Okay. Um, the action is usually coming at the end. Hi. But uh, I would say one of the challenges with um, the filmmakers um, with Disney, like when they got the rights to dub it into English, um, you know, the challenges, well, one, one, you know, just, yes, translation is, is not always exact, but they're also having to follow the lips (laughs) of the Japanese character. So even though, let's say they were going to give an even better translation, but if it doesn't follow the lips, then it can't perform. Yeah. So I would say that's another challenge with their translation. They're trying to get the best meaning, but that's going to follow the lips in that amount of time. There's a little uh, extra that which they went behind Mike of the um, American actors that did mm-hmm. the dubbing. And it's like in a normal animation that they do for American films, or with that one, like they can, they can do their own. Like they don't see the final product. But when it came to Spirit Away and Prince Monoke and every other uh, dubbing that they do, they do have to follow. Like I remember they were saying there's that they had to listen to three beeps and then talk so that they would not watch the, where the mouth is because bad dubbing can really ruined a product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you well, know, today I li- I watched the film again today because I hadn't seen it um, in a long time, even though it's one of my favorite. And I, my son was next to me and playing video games, but also listening. I said, are you going to, are you going to watch it? Or are you going to um, play video games? Cause you're going to play video games. I'm putting it on Japanese. Cause I of course prefer you get, I, I think you, there's a deeper connection and I just love the sound of the language. Um, but he wanted to hear it. So I kept it in English and, you know, which is still good, but I think you get even more when you're, you're, even if you're, you know, you gotta be able to read the subtitles, but you're still hearing it and feeling it and you have all those sound effects. So I, I, I really encourage people, even, even if they hate having to read the subtitles, Try to keep it in the Japanese because I think they'll get more out of it. Culture. Yeah, um, well, with me, like I, I prefer listening to dub, but um, 
you know, if I have to, I'll watch it with the subtitles. And you're right, it does give a little bit of a, like more of a feeling to it, um, even if you're reading the subtitles. Um, and for me, as far as like subtitle wise, like if you're watching like an action, like I, I like to watch a First Angel, uh, Noir, um, Evangelion. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, I'll, yeah, all right, I'll put the, the, the subtitles on. It's like I've heard I'm trying to read the subtitles and watch the action at the same time. Like, right, right, and then right. sometimes the subtitles go up here. Like, wait, where's the, oh, I just missed something. So that's usually why I prefer having uh, English uh, dub. That, make, that makes sense too, because you, yeah. you are having to you're having to pick a place to watch. Mm-hmm. But as far as Spirit of Ego, um, Basically, um, I mean, I love the art. I love the animation of it. Um, Storyline, I, I think, is well done. The story of uh, Spirit Away. I was reading behind some of the backstory, and Miyazaki even says, like, I could have made this into, instead of being in a Japanese setting, I could have made it in uh, a Western setting as a fairy tale. But in the Western setting, there's too many ways of escaping. Uh, he actually, for Spirit Away, he took uh, inspiration from two different Japanese fairy tales. One of them, I read it, I don't remember the Japanese title, but basically one of them is the Sparrow's Inn, and the other one is the Mouse Castle in in. The sparrows in, it's basically the, the sparrows entice the humans in with food and stuff like that. And pretty much, again, I don't know this, the full part of this fairy tale, because I've never read it myself yet. But basically, they they lure the, the humans in with food and stuff like that. And I guess just entraps them there. And you actually see that in spirited away in which the parents are lured in by the food versus Chihiro which doesn't she she's actually one smart move she made was didn't eat the spirit food the guest food but the parents on the other hand started gorging themselves like pigs and therefore was turned into pigs now Chihiro like even Haku or Kohaku reference that like if you don't work in this world there's two things that could happen you could disappear and and you see that she in it did. she almost disappeared until she ate that little barrier whatever uh Haku gave her or Yubaba which I guess would be the antagonist kind of kind of uh would turn her into a chicken and lay have her lay eggs or no she was wanting to turn into a piglet but in Miyazaki was saying it's like she could have turned into herself in Yubaba could turn her into a hen have her lay eggs until she no longer could lay eggs and then later she would be eaten which Chihiro it's like I think Miyazaki took Chihiro 
as an example of a 10 year old girl, when you first meet her in the film, she's this whiny brat that just whines and cries and just sort of, I guess, mopes around a mm. bit. And as you see as the progressions, like most people in her situation would give up, would say, I'm not going to do this. And then fade away into nothingness but you see her stand up for herself you see her actually trying to work hard to actually because she has a goal that she's got to save her parents and you see that like even when when no one else is going to face no face she stands up to him it's like i'm not going to allow you to do this you need to leave gives her gives her that little uh medicine well, part of the medicine ball that the spirit God gave her for because she helped the spirit God and cleansed him by uh, by pulling all that junk out of him. And in return, he gives this like this weird medicine ball. It was funny when she tried to eat it. She, uh, she tried to eat it, but yeah. she decided it did not taste very good. He, she no. gave part of it to Kohaku to, for, to heal him. And then she gave the other part to No Face to heal him. And then you would see it when they when they ate it, it would then make them, you know, puke out the evil or puke out the mm-hmm. pollution. Um, right. And she was she was the one. I mean, if you it, like you were talking about kind of the Western setting, she was the one that wasn't um, giving into the greed. I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, you see you you do see a little bit of Western. um the Western part that you do see in it is like the father. He was wearing Western clothes. Yeah. He had a polo shirt on. And oddly enough, like you, Baba, she was wearing a dress. But then, you know, you go to the onsen and everybody. I mean, I love the onsen setting. That was I love Japanese onsen. That's my favorite. One of my favorite things to do in Japan is um, I, w- I would go on. If I were going to go and visit different places, I would just go and visit different onsen or hot springs around the country. And in fact, in 2020, if it wouldn't have been 2020, Mm -hmm. um, my son and I were going to go to Shikoku, which is um, one of the four main islands that is the one island I haven't been to. And um, there is a onsen there, which is what is it? Dogo? Dogo, it's it's the onsen that was um, that he that Miyazaki-san used kind of as his inspiration for this hot spring, um, and I really wanted to go and sit in the bath. And speaking of speaking of um, inspiration, um, Adam, you were uh, reading the deal with um, oh yes, yes yes the whole deal about uh, it being. You know, about making like the that spirit away would make about half of what Venusi did, that, and then okay, also so, the whole bath scene with uh that river god. Okay, so when you're talking about that one, and so the friend of the producer met him in I forget where it's at. I have uh first of all, I'll go find it. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, so the producer of the film at the time, I'm not sure if he's still the producer 
the Studio Ghibli producer. This was back in 2014 when he wrote this. The um, Toshio Suzuki met a friend of his in Akasawa, a friend of his. And so his friend, like he goes like, there, there's power in words. And even with Spirit Way, there's power in words. <clears throat> we'll get to that in a minute once I finish. So it was in the fall of 2000. This is about a, like a year before uh, Spirit Wave was actually released in, in July of 2001. And the, his friend goes, even if you left it alone, it will be a big hit. Everyone says so. That it will take at least half of what Princess Monoke, now before Spirit Wave came out, Princess Monoki was probably the highest grossing film in Japan at that time. So basically what he decided to do was originally the story is a love story between uh, Chihiro and Haku. But what he decided to do was he changed it so that it was no longer between Kohaku and Chihiro, but Chihiro and No Face. Okay. So they changed the advertising of the film, the posters and everything like that. And it's like, and Miyazaki even goes to him, Suzuki, are you going to advertise the film with No Face? He answered him offhand manner. It's like, yes, because it's a story of Chihiro and No Face. And you do see that sort of in the film that it is between uh, Chihiro and no face. But then after that, not only did he do that, uh, in addition, he doubled the number of theaters and the advertising budget compared to Princess Mononoke contact the person in charge of the actual distribution. And that's how in the summer of 2001, uh, Spirit Way broke the record that Princess Mononoke did. And Spirit Way held that record up until uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Yeah. Which is insane. You got to admit, like, Mugen Train, I think, came out at least in the US earlier this year. I don't know when it came out. I think it uh, just about the same time that Japan released it, too. Because anime from 20 years ago is a lot different from anime now oh, yeah. the distribution is different and everything like that it's like i remember some of the some of the anime of the 2000s and i am like for like a lot of times it was localized meaning like one of the famous thing is oh in pokemon when Brock goes like, I love jelly-filled donuts. They're my favorite when it's really O'Neill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a famous <clears throat> line. But, yeah, so that was that. And now going back to the – now, one of my favorite scenes is actually when the stink spirit comes into the onsen. Everybody else is afraid. Well, they were not – everybody, like – Okay, well, the way Chihiro acted towards him and Yubaba goes like, you cannot treat the spirit like that. You got to 
treated differently. You can't react that way, even though she was reacting the same way. Tahiro was the one that actually went in because it's like, it's like Yubaba goes, it's like, this is your debut, go. And so she does. She grabs, like, she'll, she fought, grabbed the tokens that No Face originally gave her, opened up the thing, and and had the and she grabbed like one of the best um one of the best waters or they well, had remember she dropped the first one. Yeah. she did drop the first one grabbed the second one managed managed to clip it send it up and then it came down and then it's like eventually it's like yubaba i think goes like this spirit is different this is not a regular stink spirit or whatnot and as you see Chihiro finds like there's some it's like she's she looks inside because she gets kind of trapped it's like there's like a thorn in him it's like a thorn Yubaba goes so Yubaba gets this string Chihiro wraps it around this thorn and they start pulling well it turns out to be a bicycle and then all this other stuff comes pouring out and whatnot and the funny thing is, behind that, then once it all, once they finally pulled out the fishing rod and thing, you, I love this. Adam, she goes, oh, yeah. just like, like you're a drainage, like uh, drainage stopper in a bathtub or whatnot. And at the end, it turns out to be um, a kawa no kami, mm-hmm. which kawa no kami is a river spirit or river god and the the reason behind that scene is actually i think miyazaki even uh quoted this or whatnot that that inspiration came out from there was a creek or a river or some body of water like it it was either i think it was either a creek or a river that they that was behind his house that was polluted and one of the things that actually pulled out of this river was a bicycle Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And I definitely, I mean, I definitely picked up his, you know, his theme of, you know, taking care of nature, taking care of the earth, um, taking care of the rivers you saw. I mean, you saw that with, with, like you said, the stink, the stink kami. um, And that, yeah, that's what was wrong with him is he was full of polluted trash. But the, yeah, that was that was pretty shocking when you see just one item then turn into like a whole room of items, which is, you know, so true when you see, um, you know, and that was a message of 20 years ago. But some images that I've seen of like the, pla- you know, plastics showing up and trash showing up like in the in the oceans. And uh, oh, you should see what happens in Arizona after a flash flood. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. It's bad. But I digress. Um, I think the main, but I think that shows his theme of environmental <laughs> issues of 20, 20 years ago is absolutely it's still the same. Yeah. It's heightened. Yes. And, I love the fact. Okay. You do say that the part, one of the things was the taking care of nature, but I think the basic theme, even Kohaku even says this or Haku or Kohaku, which however you want to, whatever you want to call him, it's the same thing. He ends up being the spirit of the Kohaku River that uh, Sen, or Tahiro, falls into when she was younger. Yeah. 
And she finally remembers his name. But the thing is, Kohaku forgot his name because I think Yubaba took it from him, just like Yubaba took Sen or Tahiro's name to make her into Sen. And I think one of the themes of the film is like, you've got to remember who you are. You've got to remember your name because if you forget your name or forget who you are, you'll never be able to escape it. Just like if you know someone's full name, you have power over them. Yeah. And that's, and that was her being a bully to Chihiro because that's the first thing, you know, she does is she takes her name away and says, no, you're not Chihiro, you're Sen. Um, But yeah. Which is, you know, being a bully and changing her identity. But I think the other thing with uh, Haku is, um, you know, he, he also lost himself because they built a town, you know, where, where he used to be that, that scene in the beginning where you see her town. Yeah. uh, See the, the city, um, you know, that took, that is what um, took place of the river. So the river was lost when they built that town. Oh, Um, because I remember in the beginning of the film, they were moving to a new town. Yeah. So that's probably why. Oh, that, that makes and and of course of course her being uh or him being taken over by Yubaba. But I also love um I think what I liked about the film too is you know you do see the the Shinto um the Shinto culture just with everything has everything has a spirit whether it's the river has a spirit the tree has a spirit mm-hmm. uh, the onsen the hot springs has a spirit um which was kind of cool. I mean, I like that. I like that concept of even kind of like Miyazaki Sana talked about that too. You know, in the past, you know, many people believe that, that everything, you know, everything, everything has a spirit. But as he was saying, even though his generation doesn't necessarily believe that they still believe um, everything is sacred, everything is important. So, you know, you take care of it, you treat it well, you respect it. Yes. And I think that's what, I think that what, makes studio ghibli films so amazing is like they pay attention to the smallest detail like there's Mm -hmm. that part in which when tahiro finally goes like goes to leave you see her put on her shoes but you notice she does the toe tapping thing that i i think that is a thing in japan oh yeah mix yeah or, or the smallest detail of like, oh, she steps on that bug that that Kohaku spit up with the seal around the seal, and she does that, and then um, Komaji does the whole like purification thing. Then you see the little mouse and the bird do the same thing. Oh, cool! So it's like the smallest detail plus the fact that I think also what made this film great is the music the the mm-hmm. the background music it's like because you felt like the music that they chose for the for who did the composure of the music they placed the music just right to give the tone of the film which music a background music makes everything in each film because if you get the wrong type of music to or wrong background music it doesn't work mm-hmm. It's the thing that kind of goes with um, Quentin Tarantino movies, because when he does his movies, 
he's usually going through his record. I mean, he's got a whole like room full of records. He'll just pull out different songs and then the scripts kind of start going to him. But it goes to say, you know, a great movie, you know, has to have great a great soundtrack. Like you said, mm. and you can look at it that way too. Uh, but I tell you what, there's, there's a lot of anime out there that I've watched that eh, sometimes it's not so great. Sometimes it's awesome, um, especially with uh, Noir or uh, Evangelion, especially with Evangelion, because a lot of the score um, and background music just totally matches what's being done in that at that time, uh, scene wise. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of, until recently, uh, Studio Ghibli has always been hand-drawn, but they finally released their very first computer-animated film. What is it? Um, yeah, I know, I know the... Um, something in the, uh, something in the earwig or something like that. The Witch in the Earwig or something like that is their very first computer-animated film. And up in, from from Nausicaa and and the Western Wind up until the previous film, not the the one the newest one, but the previous one, it's all been hand drawn, which mm-hmm. is insane because you see the like you'll see like the back the how they go through every single film in any animation that they do. It's like it's a painstaking process. And is and um, what's the one that you told me that it took like almost by two years or something to to hand draw? Was that the Prince Mononoke? I don't or was remember. that um, that? And it's that one scene with the black like creature, and it just kind of. Oh, is that? In. I think the isn't that Mononoke? And okay, I think it is. I think somewhere around the beginning of the movie. I don't remember how long. I don't. I'm. I will admit I have never seen. No, actually, I can't say I've never seen. I've seen the first, like the first chapter, or the first scene of Princess Monoke because someone in our Japanese two class, I think, did a presentation on on Princess Monoke, but I don't exactly remember it exactly what they were going for so they did film show that the first part of it and that's all i've seen of princess moon okay no well that's our next movie then yeah Uh, we we actually cannot cover princess moon okay why is that spirit sorry did it no Uh, it's a podcast that we listen to it's the spirit is a podcast it's a boozy dive in in mythology and folklore and it it's done by, it's really good. It's actually one of the reasons why we're doing um Otaku Nakama. Yeah, cool. Is because it's like it's two it's these two friends uh, that well, they're two girls that are friends that basically when they started off was like they they were talking about all these different mythologies, stuff like that, over drinks. And so they basically get drunk and talk about different things they've covered sadly we can also not do uh kagi hime but 
I know that story like the back of my hand because I've read it so many times because <laughs> it's it's a really good Japanese folklore. And then so yeah. Hey, editing Josh here. What Adam meant to say was that Spirits is a boozy dive into myth, legends, and folklore hosted by Amanda McLaughlin and Julia Savini. One thing thing Uh, I read about Miyazaki-san in this film, um, which connected with me because my son's 10. No, my son is not 10. My son is 9. But Chihiro um, was 10. Exactly. And he said that he would have, you know, they would go into the mountains and and there's um you know have a summer trip to the cabin and she, his his girls must have had friends over but there would always be these five girls and he would read their their manga and see what their books were about and they were always it seemed like um you know the romantic girl genre right and, right right and he was he you know he wanted to make some kind of film for her and her friends that was not you know the girl romantic storyline I can see that because you do see that with Tahiro being more like this normal everyday girl that granted Tahiro is the heroine of the film, but she, she doesn't have any magical powers, nor does she use any weapons, but she still is the hero of the story because <laughs> of, you see, from once she starts get her actions like she could have easily just given up but she doesn't she that hurt uh she didn't give up she didn't give into the world she didn't let it swallow her up she she's like i'm going to do this like i'm going to survive in this world and whatnot and she follows her she follows her intuition Right. Ron will. Yeah. Yeah, because like, okay. So what is it? So this is from actual uh Miyazaki. Like in every day there are we are surrounded, protected, and kept out of dangerous way. It is difficult to feel that we are working to survive in this world. Children can only in Enlarge their frail egos. Chero's skinny legs and sulky face are their symbol. However, once the reality becomes clear and once the she encounters the crisis, she will surely be aware of the life she actually possesses and the capability for flexibility and patience and for decisive judgment and actions. Uh, most people just panic and collapse while shouting. It can't be true. These people will be erased and eaten up in this situation in which Chihiro finds herself. In fact, Chihiro being strong enough not to be eaten is just what makes her a heroine. She's a heroine not because she is beautiful or that because she possesses a huge mind. This is a key, key, key characteristic of this work and therefore a good story for 10-year-old girls. But you actually do see that. And I think for everyone, <laughs> you know. I know. I want to ask Josh, what was one of your favorite scenes or characters? Um, it's funny you should say that. I I actually love the entire movie. Um, the, the only thing that kind of struck me was <clears throat> the father, uh, because you, you look at that beginning scene, 
He's driving an Audi left-hand drive. Oh, yeah. On a, yeah, it love, kind of threw me off like the first time I ever saw the movie. And I love then, that. Um, that's the fact. That's the fact. <laughs> like, like, I watched it one right time and he mentioned it the night previous. And then we watched it today. It's like, really? <laughs> that's the thing that you pick up on is like, oh, but, the father's yeah, I think they did that on purpose too, because they're also showing like that Western consumerism. Yeah, and he's not thinking it's like a European spec car, and he's the one that, um, you know, doesn't doesn't sit back and listen to his daughter or, um, yeah, gives into gives into the greed and. But as far as like the entire movie goes, it no, I I totally love the entire movie, um, but I don't really. I should think I have a favorite scene to be honest with you. Weren't they going driving so fast in the forest? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my god! Yeah, like, I'm like, wait a minute. The mother goes. And like, the fact that she didn't have a seatbelt. Oh back. yeah, yeah. There was, or that, she probably there. Oh, I, I didn't see that. That's true. That is so true. But yeah, it's like, yeah, there is that scene wonder, in which you know, and 20 years ago, thinking about that, you know, here it's always seatbelt, seatbelt, seatbelt. It's a lot. 20 mm-hmm. years ago, um, for sure you would see that. I wonder about now. Actually, I'll have mm-hmm. to ask. We have an exchange student in our class, and her name is, <gasps> you know, and it's actually the same kanji. Oh, so that's gone. Yeah. And yeah. I asked Chihiro, I said, what, um, what does her name mean? Why did her mother give her that kanji? And she said, so Sen is a thousand, and... She hero, the hero is the um kanji like to ask, and it's she wanted her daughter to like ask and be curious and explore. Um, that makes know, sense mm-hmm. so that she can you know grow to be the girl. And, and you bring up the fact that you know there's a lot of things you know 20 years ago, and I think it goes for everything. Um, as far as like the smoking, the drinking. Um, well, the drinking, I would say. You don't really still, see that nowadays. Well, I would say the drinking, you would probably see it. Maybe a little bit. But the smoking that you see, like you see two characters. One, when she first goes down the steps and face plants in the wall, you see the frog, which, by the way, yeah. if you didn't pick this up, uh, they said it a couple times when they referred to the males. They referred to the males as frogs, and you even see that in the facial characteristics, they are frogs. And the females in this story are, from what I hear, they don't reference it. I don't really see it, but they're referenced as slugs. No face. Um, notice when No Face got super huge, he was like walking around like a a frog. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you see the Yubaba. And that one character you see smoking a cigarette, yeah. And you, I challenge you to find a film, a children's film, having that nowadays. And I, but I will say, like the drinking part, I still think it would be kind of prevalent. But they didn't actually have any drinking as far they did reference Uh, sake in it, but they don't actually show it. But that would be very much. Mm-hmm. A part of staying at a deal con, staying at a Japanese inn, you know, having a hot spring sitting down and having a nice meal with sake. I mean, yeah, it's, it would just be a different cultural perspective. But I will say it's like, um, it's, true. it's a children's film for 10 year olds. Yes, I, I know that 
this goes back to localization. And oh, it's in Digimon. In the 2000, in the first Digimon <sighs> adventures that they do, there is a character called Wizardmon that you see uh, having this sort of jar that you drink from. And it was changed in localization. I think they took off the, um, if I'm not mistaken, they took off the kanji that they have for alcohol uh, uh, off of that. Just mm -hmm. for in the Western audience, you will also see four kids did this too with a certain character in One Piece. And there's one one of the characters that you always see smoking, but they changed it to like a lollipop or something like that. Just, yeah. just, right. just for the Western, but in That's localization, oh. we'll get, we'll do a topic on localization at some point. But they did, um, I know, like, I think Stellar Moon had a couple of uh, localization deals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, that's. Dragon Ball Z had a little bit there. Dragon Ball. Um, well, again, this was 20 years ago. Anime from true. 20 years ago is different from anime today. We don't have as much localization. We don't have as much. Now, I can say, even if we don't have localization, you still have censorship yeah. from anime traveling to... And then we got cancel culture. That's really ruining everything. <laughs> Anything and everything is pretty much ruined. Because it cancel culture. So, yeah. And then it applies to everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's a there's an anime that we'll probably cover. I would like you to just watch, which is Tokyo Revengers. This one I can understand why they did this. In Japan, this symbol is a Buddhist symbol. Oh the yeah, that yeah. one. It's the con, yeah. It's the symbol for a temple. Exactly, and they have it because they're. It's but, it's like inverted, but it looks like the um. It's it's very similar to a Nazi sign. Correct. Right? I mean, people can look at it and say, "Is that the Nazi sign?" No, because Not it's completely sign, different. But, yeah, but it yeah. but it's similar where um. I can see why they did it when it brought when even on Crunchyroll's like you can see the top part of it from somewhat, but they'll the the way they do the censorship of it they'll like they'll shine a light to cover it and whatnot but when it's uncensored you see it but the gang the biker gang that they because the reason why you have this symbol on their uniform is because this biker gang happens to meet at a, at a temple all the time so it, it mm -hmm. makes sense why they would have it on their uniform and it makes sense why they were censored it because it may be a, a symbol that's a Buddhist symbol, but because of what happened back an, in the 1940s. To an uneducated yeah. audience, they wouldn't know that. Exactly. No. And especially certain words, too. Like, used to be one thing way back when. Now it has completely different meaning. Mm. And it just depends on, I want to say the the translations and stuff like that as well, depending on the anime. I'm just curious, like, going forward now, you know, the way everything's been going. Well, there was the talk of censorship 
of the second season of the Rising of the Shield Hero because of the content of what was in season one. But because they're moving into season two, they'll drop the dead. They dro- will drop the dead weight of season one. I- okay. Hey, so, Adam. I- yeah. I was just saying, I, I got to go do some bedtime here soon, but. Um, okay. No problem. We could, we could, you guys can keep talking, but we could um, wrap up on my part. Um, so I, I want to know what's the next anime that you guys really um, are looking forward to watching? What's one out there you've heard of, but you haven't seen yet? Ooh, that's a good question. That's, um, there's a lot of the Miyazaki films that I have not seen yet. So I'm definitely interested in going to that one. Um, have you seen No Name? If that's not Miyazaki, but oh no no, uh, your name and no, I have not seen your it. Your name is it? Your name or no name? No, it's your name. Your name, yeah, I want to see that. Have you seen it? I have not. I've heard it's very sad, but I am very. We have Josh and I have watched a film that is done by the same people that's called mm-hmm. Fireworks. Oh. It's a bit confusing to watch it. Like some people are. From the reviews that we've seen, it's like, yeah, it comes from this director that did this, but it's not as great as your name. And a lot of critics don't like it because it some of the plot doesn't make sense and everything like that. I've seen it and it kind of ends with an open ending, just like just it like um <sighs> just like Spirit Way, it just ends. You don't know what's gonna happen. It just ends at the very, like, she meets up with her parents and it just, that's it. Really, one, would you want to say something? Um, have you ever watched Naruto? No. I haven't. I have a few friends that do. Uh, uh, sure. Again, this goes back to when it first released 20 years ago. It was, I think it was handled by, no, it was on adult. I don't know who originally handled it, but. Right now, there are too many episodes for me to cover to watch, and therefore, that's why I'm not going to watch it. Oh, I found out. Students told me this week. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" They're watching One Piece. They're really into One Piece, and they're they said there were like either they're on this, uh, but there were 850 some episodes. I think the person was on eight episode 853. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it started out in in the 2000s. It's been going on for wow. nearly, I want to say nearly 20 years. Wow. Almost it, 20 years. I, and I'm a little disappointed in Netflix because I uh, <clears throat> got into watching Inuyasha. And I would you know watch like a couple episodes here and there. And then sometimes if I'm early to work, I'll watch them. They only have two seasons. I go to watch it on Hulu and they have all of them. And I'll just forward how many episodes they have. You know, so it's it's one of those like, oh, there's more, there's more episodes. Yes. And then you watch one anime. So it's like, wait, they're not doing another season? It's only one season? Yeah. So Billy, yeah. what what anime, what anime are you into right now? Um Right now I'm watching Naruto, but my favorite anime so far is the Avatar. Yes, that's actually a really good one. I've I've watched that one. It's 
Yeah. I've Have watched, watched it. it. I've not watched the 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 one following it though. Like, the Legend of Korra. I have not watched that. That's a good one too. Mm. There's a good a lot. There's a lot of good representation in both of them. Who's your favorite character? Um, mm. I like the like the the guy from the um the original Avatar. Um, the like guy who had the fire scar over his eye. Oh, uh, Prince Zuko. Yeah, yeah, Prince Zuko. I um, love his story arc. Um, yeah, I have um so real quick for me though, like what would be you know like how many um different animes have you watched? Like roughly? I don't know the number. i I did buy his um they had like a Hayao Miyazaki collection and I had Mm-hmm. I had ordered that. So we've watched quite a few. I love my um Tonarino Totoro, my my neighbor my neighbor Totoro just because Totoro must, Tokawaii, oh, right? Uh, no, no, no. Yes. Best part of that film. <laughs> now I love Spirit Way, but I love my neighbor Totoro so much better because of one reason. You what? know what that is, Josh? I remember watching that in it was either Japanese one or Japanese two. We watched that one and it was so much fun because I remember even my sister watched it. Like yeah. this uh, this is the coolest thing. It's like Sensei has taught myself, my brother, and my sister. All three of us have been students of her at some point and are still and still are. Because you, it's a bond that just never going to go away, ever. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we should end this episode. Yeah. So we will say from Alaska, Oyasuminasai, and from Arizona, Oyasuminasai. Is that one? What he just said. Oyasuminasai. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, Think of it this way. Oh yeah, or. Oh yeah, you're going to suit me? Nasai. Oh yeah, suit me Nasai. This is actually how we learned it. Oh yeah, suit me Nasai. Oh yeah, you're going to suit me? Don't think so. Oh yeah, suit me Nasai. Or you can just or you can just do oh yeah, suit me. Oh yeah, suit me. All right. It was great talking to you guys. Oh yeah, suit me. Oh yeah, suit me. Bye bye. She's restless.
This podcast was created by Joshua Keck and Adam Hart. Produced and edited by Joshua Keck. Music by Ari Epstein. Artwork by Kayla McClure. You can find us on Facebook at That Time We Started Anatomy Podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash That Time We Started Anatomy Podcast and on Buzzsprout at That Time We Started Anatomy Podcast.buzzsprout.com.